episode Tom Clancy's Rainbow 26 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Evans. Tom Clancy, eh? Friend of the show. <sighs> Friend of the show, Tom Clancy, and all six of the Rainbow All brigade. six of the Rainbows. <laughs> yep, all <laughs> friends of the show. Another person who's friend of the show, because he's on the show, Keelan Simpson. How you doing? Hey. Fuck, that's the spirit. That's it. <laughs> My pun wasn't that bad. <laughs> Fuck you. It was pretty I disagree. Bad. I think it was. It was that bad. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to call Tom Clancy to a podcast with him. His name's on everything else. Yeah, that's true. This is Tom Clancy's story mode, a video game podcast, a Tom Clancy cast. Brought to you by Tom Clancy Critical. Future Fuck Warfighter. You, that's right. <laughs> that sounds like the Wait, next- was- Wait, do you th- was it Future of... Uh, there was a game that came out for the PS3 or PS2 where you're a, a soldier, because of course, but you're fighting a war in like 2040, 2050. And Ad- it's not like ultra-futuristic. Advanced, it was like Advanced, advanced Warfighter? something, yeah. Warfighter. It yeah, Advanced Warfighter. Ass. That game was so fucking good. I remember it. <laughs> That was a, a one of them was a, it was a launch title for the 360. Yeah, I do remember that. And it you had the okay. mule that you could make walk around. You could use it as a cover. You had the gun that turned around the corners. I remember it being, being really good. If I go back and play it, play fucking garbage. Mm. Probably. Sorry, Tim Clancy. This is a bit of big old weekend news. Big old weekend news. Let's oh, start yeah. with something a little bit light, okay? And you know it's a big weekend news when the light news is Cybertong. Cybertunk? Cybertunk. Oh, now I'm interested. (laughs) Let's go. Cybertrunk. Cybertruck 2077. Um, Elon Musk, long awaited game. Um, Long awaited racer from uh, Elon Musk. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. We had episode two drop of Night City Wire, their in depth look at the behind the scenes of the game. Um, In this episode, we, we got to see. Some of the life paths we can take, a little bit more about the weapons, and we also get to hear more about the soundtrack. Um, mainly how s- punk legends, and I-, I still think this is being understated by people, the fucking refused are in this game. <laughs> Refuse, guys. I know, I know. I'm appreciating yes. it. They are playing cool. uh, the being game band Samurai. Um, it's quite fun to see in the in the video they've and Keelan, you put it as they've been enough more than they can chew. Yeah, it seemed like they're like a little bit like, oh, wow. We did not yeah. realize how much Which, work this was going to be. I love that. I think they just thought, okay, video game, cool, easy payday. And then went, oh, okay, we need to do 110%. I'm also a samurai. Big fan of their tracks on Spotify. They are putting 110% into it. They're bangers. Yeah. So. Uh- I was going to say, look, if you end up with like an album of like actual good music, not video game music, but just good music, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just sounds like a refused album. <laughs> like, yeah, like as much game. as they're saying, hey, we need to embody another band. It's like, no, you just make refuse songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen. I'm Looking cool on that. To it. Another thing I'm keen on is the aforementioned life paths. So in the game, you get to pick one of three life paths, as the name would suggest. You got you street kid. Uh, as a street kid, you you grew up in the slums of Night City. You know the lingo. You know the area. You can befriend crooks. You can be like, hey, I know, I, I know such and such. Your friends are such and such. We friends now. We cool. Mm. Um, you got nomads. They roam the outskirts of the city and they focus on family, much like our favorite family, 
family for Fast and Furious. They drive a lot of cars. I guess that's the connection. I just wanted to mention Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is my new control. I'm going to mention it every episode. Oh, God. I support this decision. <laughs> Let's just control, talk about the Control hurt game. me this week. If you want to find out why Control hurt me, visit our website, storymodegaming.com. Bang! Got that in really well. Plug. plug. That was oh, great from downtown. That was actually really and good. <laughs> our third life path is that of the corpo. Um, as a corpo, you, you work in big business. You're part of the Arasaka Mega Corporation, which gives you access to more toys and gadgets and weapons and, and contacts. But it's obviously a lot more cutthroat, so you need to be on your game. You know, I was really curious when they were speaking about the corpo lifestyle and the benefits and the perks that you get in gameplay through that. One of the things that one of the developers said was that you can read through the lines to understand conversations a little bit better. And I'm so curious about, like, what does that mean? Off all three, I I see a big benefit of playing as a street kid or a corpo not quite sure what a nomad brings to the table i wonder if now this is just something i purely made up off the top of my head but i wonder if as a nomad if you have maybe a couple of contacts within the city but then that in and of itself branches out into loads of little side quests which you know uh, you sort of filter through and get a whole heap of backstory that way it'd be kind of cool if living outside the city you can get resources that you can't get within that and you can use them to trade for information weapons and stuff Mm. uh that being said simon who will you be playing as in your first playthrough because i'm gonna play through this game at least 400 times (laughs) i I don't give a shit about real life is garbage yeah yeah, it's true um but we talked about it before and i initially said street kid i'm gonna stick with that because i like it i like the look of it I, I think when when I look at a game like this and the way I sort of picture these cyberpunk things um, and the whole, oh, take down the mega corporation, it's always like the plucky street kid that gets it done. You know? Very cool. It is a lot more kind of thematic. Yeah. I, I feel like it... Like yeah. Yeah. I feel like it fits the theme the best and I think it will... It'll probably just be something I enjoy a bit more. I, I like the little interactions with NPCs and stuff. Like in Spider-Man, for example, when you're walking just down the street and you can high-five random civilians. Loved that. Hey. Absolutely adored that. And I think... You know what movie reminds you of? Bunch of street kids just coming up from the bottom up to take down the mega corporations. Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> hey, that was a fucking great film. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but... <laughs> Okay. Hey, whenever, I see, whenever I see this game, it reminds me of that movie, and that movie deserves a sequel. Yeah. Um, Keelan, who will you be playing as? So I've been building up this like head cannon, you know, of the nomad character. I've got no idea what it's going to be like, but I know that they've told you that you have to find your way into the city, right? You've been traveling through the Badlands your whole life. You've grown up on the outside. You've had to keep moving and all this kind of stuff. And I've just got this idea, you know, your job at the beginning of the game is to get into the city. It's to get into the promised land and to find, you know, the... the um, There's trash guess. inside as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You're meant to find your salvation inside there. But once you get there, then obviously things are not as you expected and things just go downhill from there. I'm so keen to, like, explore that story. I hope that, that pans the out the way The gameplay for the expecting. Nomad reminded me of the Mad Max game that came out a few years ago. yeah. It, it did have that sort of vibe to it. Um, I really like that we're going to be playing this different because as an absolute corporate shill and sellout and absolute just monster as a person, I would be playing a corpo because um, I want to crush the little the little person under my foot. 
I don't care for the people of the city. <laughs> give me my guns. Give me my hacking. That's all I care about. Well, yeah, because like in the, I I then rewatched like the little trailer that they r- released for the life choices for the life paths, and um, like the corpo one made me think of um, what's the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, I, I'm like, I got I got like a Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street vibe from that. I'm like, okay, cool. So you're gonna be in the bathroom doing drugs, hundred <laughs> percent. But like cyber drugs, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna be sniffing neon. You know what I mean? hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, that lines would be set in the fucking game. But oh, remember, absolutely. These are just the life paths within the game. So each life path will have dozens of choices within it. So it'll make every person's run, no matter if you're you and your mates playing corpos or you're playing no matter three kids, you'll all have unique runs of this game, which sounds really cool. Um, and that's only really for now, the prologue as well, isn't it? Where that's a major factor. Yeah, I, I, mm. I imagine they start to sort of converge. Yes, I, that's yeah. the only way you can do this game, really. Yeah. Uh, but along the way, you're going to need some some guns, um, and they, they showed us some of the weapons in this uh, little deep dive. You got three types of weapons. Uh, these these are sort of shootable weapons, projectile weapons. That's the term. Shootable. <laughs> fuck it. I'll go with shootable that one. Shootable weapons. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, podcast host, not a goddamn linguist. Dictionary boy. You're not you know? a cunning linguist. <laughs> a, a dictionary boy. A dictionary boy. Dictionary boy. Seriously. What do you do about it? <laughs> Fucking. Fuck you. You can tell that I'm not. I don't have many. Look, I'm not. I'm going to stop embarrassing myself with my lack of words. Maybe you should get along. a dictionary boy. Ugh. 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 You got power weapons which are similar to the standard weapons in most FPS games, um, but they have the, the bonus of ricocheting bullets. They can shoot somebody behind cover. Um, if you want to shoot through the cover, you have tech weapons. These you utilize electromagnets to propel projectiles straight through, which I like. And then you've got smart weapons, which use guided missile technology to track targets while they try to escape. On top of that, you also have various attachments like scopes and grips and blah, blah, blah. you got your weapon rarities, as you would with games with any sort of RPG element. Um, Common works its way up to legendary weapons. Legendary weapons have unique abilities. And the tricky thing is with legendary weapons is you may need to um, make some choices to get them. Um, The example they used in the uh, showcase was you may really like a character, a side character. You may want to explore their missions a bit more. Or you may want to just kill them and get their eight-barrel shotgun. Guys, there's an eight-barrel shotgun in this game. Of course Holy there shit. Is. Game of the year. With smart aiming, you can apparently aim at eight different people at once. Holy fuck. How does that work? He's walking in a room, cleared out. Yeah. Are they really going to put you into an environment where there are eight separate characters all coming at your at, and visible on screen at once? Some are about that. No, but maybe you can shoot two barrels at four people. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's math. Maybe not be a good word, but my math be good. My math be good. Um, and God damn it. Simon, you're also mentioning that you can play as a pacifist in this game. Well, I say pacifist, but it's non-lethal. Non-lethal. Um, kind of like, like Watch Dogs. Like Batman. Like Watch Dogs 2 as well, actually. Watch Dogs 2 you can play through as a <laughs> non-lethal. No. They say that, but I ran a lot of shit up, but... <laughs> I love when games say it's like non-lethal, but it, it, it is non-lethal in the same way like the Snyder Cut, the, the Snyder version of Batman. Like, he's not lethal. Like, these people are 
technically alive. You've broken every bone in their body and they can't open their eyes. But they're, prob- they're alive they're probably legally. Be- <laughs> yeah, legally not speaking. Not much of a life, right? <laughs> yeah, well. No, not a great one. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can go through the game with non-lethal options and you can play through the entire game without having to actually kill anyone. I'm um, not going to do that. Oh, absolutely no. not. <laughs> Although, uh, like, so when this game was, uh, a bunch of outlets got to play this game earlier in the year, the main feedback that came out of it was that the, the shooting isn't, is, is fine. It's nothing special. So if the options to go around combat are better than the combat itself, I'll consider doing something along those lines. Mm. Um, this also does lead into a uh, story that broke via VG247 um, from senior gameplay designer Powell Kapala. Um, says the team at CD Projekt Red are not 100% happy with how melee combat feels in the game and will yeah. continue to work on it. The game comes out November 19th, so get yeah. to it. Yeah. Or just whatever, like melee... Actually, sorry, I take that back. Camilla weapons in this game are cool. You have the Mantis blades that come out of your wrist. Those are pretty sick. And they also mentioned they something about cool. a, thermal, a thermal lance, which is a hot sword. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a hot sword, for fuck's <laughs> sake. thermal lance. <laughs> thermal lance. <laughs> wow. Okay, sure, guys. Some of these names are just How wank. do we rename lightsabers? I know. A thermal wank. lance. I played the Avengers beta this weekend. It Ooh. was perfectly okay. Um... So this beta has been available for those who pre-ordered the game for about a week or so, um, with the beta going open for PS4 users this weekend, which is me, um, and all other platforms will get it next weekend, I believe. Um, Starting off, so this is a Square game, a Square login, and fuck right off. (laughs) Took me so long to get this game to to log in Do not get me started on the Square login. As what happened? It was wanting, wanting me to, like, you know those, um, they're not captures, the little, like, barcode square things. What are they called? QR codes? QR code came up on the screen. It's like, scan this. I'm like, no, I'm looking up. Why would you get me off the couch? I'm sitting down. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> oh, check your emails. And I checked my emails. It wasn't there. I had to put in a different email address. Blah, 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 blah. Didn't like it. But once we got into the game, the first section is the same that I've played at PAX, and I think I've mentioned a few times. So it's the attack mm. on um, A-Day celebrations. Blah, blah, blah. Leads to a big old explosion, and Captain Captain America gets got. Oh, no. Um, it's no. all quite on rails, uh, and you play through all the main characters. So if it's Thor, Thor plays kind of like a watered-down version of Kratos. Isn't necessarily a bad thing, but quite, quite basic. Mm. Um, Iron Man felt really bad. Still does, oh, unfortunately. Oh, that's not good. When you say Black- Jesse, really Yo. bad, can you just... So you start off a section flying after some um, drones because all almost all the enemies in this game are just various forms of robot, um, as is the curse for most superhero-based games. Mm. Um, you start off flying after a few of them. It's just aim and shoot at them. Cool. You land... My audio was cutting in and out. So again, it's in beta, so I'm sure they'll fix this. My audio was cutting in and out, so I couldn't hear any of the dialogue here at this section. So it was already a bit weird for me. Um, it's just like a just blasting people. It didn't feel interesting. Mm. Tony Stark, like, oh, not Tony Stark. Tony Stark is, is just a person. Iron Man, 
feels cool because he has a gadget for every situation. In this, you have a big thermal blast that comes out of your chest, a thermal lance, if you will. Uh. Uh, you have your your gall blast, and you have some little tracking missiles. It's like I'm sure as you get further into the game, you get some more stuff, but it felt a little bit disappointing for a first go. Um, then you play as Hulk. Hulk just runs through stuff and throws people. Feels fine. Nothing like ultimate destruction, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, and then you play as Black. Oh, so you play as Cap for a bit. Okay. He Cap isn't bad. He just he's just a brawler. Didn't mind his combat throw. The throwing the shield around was pretty cool. Like throwing it, doing a flip over somebody, catching it, smacking them. Hmm. Felt pretty cool. I'm assuming um, and then, that the shield ricochets onto yeah. people and stuff, right? Cool. Yeah, that was quite um I like that. Quite impressive. I, I really like that. And then Black Widow, same sort of brawling, but you've also got two guns because it's Black Widow. Mm. Dual pistols is a superpower. Yeah. Um, why not? So that was cool to try all the all the main folks and stuff like that. But in the next section, which I haven't played before, you get to play as Hulk, and one of the characters they're really pushing this game, Kamala Khan, otherwise known as Miss Marvel. She mm. has stretchy powers. I like her. Um, she's like uh, she's got the same powers as the Fantastic Four dude, right? Basically, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but he's le- she's less abusive. Reed Richards is a prick in the comics. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Huge improvement. And, yeah. It should be called Fantastic Three and Reed Richards because he's a dickhead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish, like, okay, I'm kind of glad. Just this is always going off to a tangent. I'm a lot of the comic book characters that we see. They have the darkest backstories in the comics and just like they are the worst people. But you don't see that in the movies and the games. Like, come on. Hint it a little bit. Yeah. Give it some depth. Yeah. Give it some depth, exactly. Um, so Kamala Khan's cool. She's a she was there on A Day and she got some uh, powers. She's an inhuman. There's a bunch of inhumans running around, causing all sorts of mischief. Um, I like her because she was a big fan of the Avengers. So she fangirls over things. So when you find some of Tony Stark's stuff, she's like, oh my God, holy shit, Tony Stark's guitar. Fuck yeah. That's I didn't cool. mind. I, I like found that quite endearing. Yeah, that's, that's um, quite cute. I like that. But when it comes to gameplay with her, it's the same as everyone else. It's just straight up brawling. Go into this room, brawl, fight people, fight these robots. Cool. Beat them all. Go to the next one. Okay. You play a lot of it as the Hulk. The Hulk should feel unstoppable. The, playing as the Hulk should be like playing uh, like Superman in the game. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to die. Your missions should focus around helping others or protecting things. So it was a Superman game. Don't let Superman die. But if people die, he fails the mission. Mm. Maybe with Hulk, he has to protect things. Not so much people, but like the Quinjet. Protect the jet. Smash through this, Whatever. It felt weird when I was being killed with a bullet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did that hit, my, hit me in my enchanted shin or something like that? Like, what? <laughs> oh, it, no, my it, weakness. Um, yeah, the enemies are boring as hell um, in the beta. So far, like I said, I didn't play it all because I just didn't have... It just sapped Je- me of my energy. Jesse, on that topic, um, I've looked at a lot of coverage for the beta. I can't play it because I don't have a PS4. But I've been told that there is a lot in this beta, like an unusual amount of content to play through in this beta. 
feels like there is actually. It feels like I've only just scratched the surface. So, hey, I could be giving this a really unfair look at. And I think um, in the coming, maybe in the next week or so, I can give some further thoughts. If only there was a place to read that, there is a place to read that. Story mode video, uh, storymodegaming.com. Yes, double plot. Um, um, uh, Jesse, the, all the videos that I watched, it's just more of walking into a room oh, and crawling. So. Take that back. Fuck it. Go on the website as well. We'll have other news, but not this then. I don't um, have time for don't the energy. On that note, though, like you, you mentioned Jesse, like you, you're having like weird audio issues and stuff. And as you said, yeah, it's beta, but also it's a beta. Like this should be almost ready. I it's a small issue. It was when I had my headphones in, it was fine. When I took them out, the voice acting dropped off. That layer of audio dropped off. Mm. Ooh. That's an easy fix. Like betas aren't perfect. It, it could be. A, it could minor. be a TV. To be fair, but. <laughs> judging my I'm, I'm just I'm just saying uh, alright it come, could be okay um, you're, you're lucky I can't come to Perth because of <laughs> disease and famine <laughs> yeah which we don't um, have yay yeah. woo um, <laughs> so one of the the only other enemies you fight in this is so far again is you fight Taskmaster who like copies your moves but I I'm like okay cool so when you're fighting somebody you have your light attack you have your heavy attack and you got some like special attacks Cool. Um, I thought if I keep using heavy attacks and Taskmaster, he'll start doing something different. If I keep using light attacks, he'll do something different. Didn't really find that. There's a painful, painful section that goes far, far too long. You're you're Black Widow and you're sitting on the top of a bridge. And Taskmaster keeps flying into you with, and I shit you not, a thermal lance. Holy shit. He's flying with his shield in a thermal lance. I'm going to say that every time I can. And he swipes at you. And then he resets. You shoot him a bunch of times. And then he goes at you again. You dodge. Shoot at him. He comes again. You do that like 20 times. And it's like, what? why? <laughs> like, <laughs> why does this have to go so long? That's Holy why they shit. call it a gameplay loop, Jesse. I was in fucking gameplay <laughs> purgatory, I said. Because it was just didn't end. Um, taskmaster, but it's just really menial tasks. <laughs> menial <laughs> taskmaster. <laughs> so, when you're playing as Kamala and uh, Hulk, you also get to access um, the war, the war table, something like that. Mm. This gives you access to all the online stuff. It's kind of like Anthem. You can go do missions with, with buddies. Um, it's sorry, it's like Anthem. You can play missions by yourself. You can play missions with buddies, or you can just not play it at all. That sounds like my option for, for Anthem. Also, shit ton of loot in this game, and it's n- put into it narratively as well. So you have Jarvis being like, hey, there's some good loot over there. Just in an English accent in the game, I guess. Um, do, you, do you want me to give that a go? <laughs> Can you do it? Can you give me your best Jarvis? Uh, wait, who's voicing Jarvis? You are right now. Don't worry oh. about Hey, it is an original character. Oh, man. All right, cool. My own spin on Jarvis. Oh, there is some top quality loot over there. No. Nah. Go grab it. Um, no, this is that was that was I'd, Iron uh, Man two esque. Ooh, that's gonna be the end clip. Yeah, <laughs> cut that. End See, clip you, you go get stuff. You get these um different upgrades. I guess to your character, they're not visual you can't see it's not like hey i got some cool armor i'll put it on can we can mm. we talk about that can we talk nuts. about that in relation uh, yeah. to the the just the, the the nature of the these looter type games so like one of the major appeals of a game like borderlands or uh, any of the other looter type games um 
in MMOs as well, um, in games like Diablo, is when you get new gear, it A, makes you more powerful, and B, Mm -hmm. makes you look cooler. Oh, yeah. And if it does not make you look cooler, you're missing 50% of the equation. So what's the appeal of getting good gear if you're not feeling more powerful? Like like you described, the Hulk died from a bullet, you know? Like Like an absolute chump. I would die from a bullet. It's the fact that I'm the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah. That's my logic. So you bring up a really good point, though. When you're playing co-op with people, do you not want to see what your team members have? Do you not look at them and visually know it's like, oh, shit, they are really good with Thor. Okay, cool. They may have some additional, um, because there are skins you can get within the game. Maybe he's old school Thor. Maybe he's fat Thor. Who knows? But it's like, do they just buy them? Right. You know, uh, in a lot of games, um, skill-based ones sometimes, well, not so much these days because you can buy skins like you mentioned. Um, Like, for instance, back in the Halo 3 days, in order to get a specific set of armor, um, you had to do a whole bunch of stuff. You had to be like good at the game, basically. So people who had that armor on were treated with like a little bit of reverence. You know, you'd see them. You're like, damn, this guy's good. He's on my team. We're gonna stomp these people this round. It's gonna be great. Like, but I mean, you like, don't get even, that in here. You mentioned like with MMOs as well, kills, mm. and like I feel like that's absolutely a thing in Final Fantasy 14 as well. When, um, you know. People are like, oh wow, look at look at this guy doing so much more damage than everyone else on the team. Let's check his gear. Oh, he's got like savage end game raiding gear. He's clearly spent loads of time making sure he gets all the clears and he's maxed out all of his armor. Mm. And you go, I want that. That's cool. I appreciate that. It also teaches you as like if you're a newer player and then you see like a high level player you see how they've geared their stuff out the customizations they've done mm. to it and that kind of stuff i don't know there's so many levels to that and i feel like this is to aspire to but yeah, it also exactly. gives your team some leadership so if you're playing on a team of four people and one of them is clearly light years ahead of you guys when they give orders you're probably more likely to listen to them yeah but also mm. like as you said it gives you something to aspire to you go i want that i'm going to work towards that I'm going to aim for that specifically. And you put the effort and the time in and you, you, you get way more out of it that way as well. Yeah. Aim aim for that because aim of the bad guys in the game. <laughs> uh, that was completely unintentional. Now, <laughs> I, the game didn't click for me, but I'm not going to say it's necessarily bad. I just found it very generic and a bit of a waste off the, the IP. Um, but if you want a game where you can just kind of like talk shit with mates and bash up a bunch of robots, cool. Like, I mean, as we all know, playing a game, even if it's not the greatest game, playing with mates makes it better. This, that's where this game's life is, I think. Um, also, plus, people, this, it's, regardless of how this game is, it's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. It's fucking Avengers. Mm. I, I've been talking shit about it. Am I going to buy it? Probably. <laughs> Because you know what? It's fucking Avengers Plus. Because you're a corpo shell. I, I have, because I'm a corpo shell. And I also I have a PlayStation, so I get all the extra goodies of Spider-Man. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. I don't give a shit. I'm so curious about that, though. Like, you say that. Like, yes, it will sell because it's Avengers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But as a game that you want to play with your friends, you know... Where you're just doing some mindless stuff. Like, why wouldn't you play something that has enjoyable mechanics instead? Do you bring up a good point? Why wouldn't you pay them, play something that's free? Like Fall Guys. Like Destiny. Destiny? Yes. Like Grounded. 
Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, the Final Fantasy oh. 14 has a free demo trial. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I have a really natural segue here. Like Fortnite, speaking of Fortnite. Yes, yes. I was wondering how to segue into this next part. And then you guys just threw, threw it up. Play up. Bang. Hoops. They call Routine me Hoops here. Monroe. Thank you. Hoops um, Monroe. Hoops Monroe is what they call me. So, <laughs> Like burger hoops or like... We, ha- we had uh, some kind of biggish news this week. You may not have heard about it. With Apple, Epic, and Google just getting into their own battle royale, if you will, and just fighting yeah. each other. Now, I'm going to go through what happened on August 13th. This all happened within 24 hours, and these are some of the biggest waves ever sent through sent through gaming in a long, long time. Um, if you're not a fan of me reading out long quotes, grab a drink, because <laughs> I'm going to go through all of it. So, to start off, Epic offered players a new direct payment option that bypassed Apple App Store fees. Epic claimed this was due to exorbitant app store fees where Apple takes a 30% cut in both apps and in-app purchases. Apple retaliated by removing Fortnite from the app store completely, with Google following suit soon after. Apple followed up with a following statement. Quote, Today, Epic took the unfortunate step of violating the app store guidelines that applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. As a result, as a result, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Epic enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines regarding an in-app payment that applies to every developer who sells digital goods or services. <sighs> End quote. In response to the ban, Epic filed a complaint for injunctive relief and cited the anti-competitive consequences of Apple's actions. Dating. This is how I told you, this is a lot. This all happened in a fucking day. This is crazy. This is mental. Apple has become what it once rallied against, the behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. Rather than tolerate this healthy competition and compete on the merits of its offering, Apple responding by removing Fortnite from its sale, sorry, from sale on the App Store, which means that new users cannot download the app, and users who have already downloaded prior versions of the app from the App Store cannot update to the latest version. This also means that Fortnite players who download the app from the App Store will not receive updates to Fortnite through the App Store, either automatically or by searching the App Store for an update. Apple's removal of Fortnite is yet another example of Apple flexing its enormous power in order to impose unreasonable restraints and unlawfully maintain its 100% monopoly over the iOS in-app payment processing market. Apple imposes unreasonable and unlawful restraints to completely monopolize both markets. Once, Apple explained that Quote, it will make every effort to work with Epic to resolve these violations so they can return Fortnite to the App Store. Epic said, yo, fuck you, and in-game, in Fortnite, parodied Apple's somewhat infamous 1984-inspired anti-IBM commercial, but with the Fortnite version reframing it so that Apple is now the monopolistic bully and not IBM. And then try to get players players and fans on side with the hashtag free Fortnite. Um, Epic was then in the mood for suing motherfuckers. So they said, hey, Google, you're next. And they filed a suit against Google. Quote, Google has eliminated competition in the distribution of Android apps using myriad contractual and technical barriers, according to Epic. Google's actions force app developers and consumers into Google's own monopolized app store, the Google Play Store. Google has thus installed itself as an unavoidable middleman for app developers who wish to reach Android users and vice versa. Google uses this monopoly power to impose a tax 
that siphons the monopoly profits for itself every time an app is sold. Now, just important to note there with Google, Google does allow third-party app stores on their devices. So mm-hmm. Fortnite is still playable if you have a Google device. Um, wrapping up, Epic Store founder and CEO Tim Sweeney took to, took to Twitter to clarify the reasoning for the suit. Quote, at the most basic level, we're fighting for the freedom of people who bought smartphones to install apps from sources of their choosing, the freedom for creators of apps to distribute them as they choose, and the freedom of both groups to do business directly. End quote. So it's going to be a massive, drawn-out legal battle. Um, <laughs> it was really hard to write about this on our website, storymodegaming.com. Yes, did it again. <laughs> because three three, it, it just kept fucking changing. Like, stuff keep, kept happening. I've never seen this. This escalated from, hey, guys, we're going to sell V-Bucks for $2.50 less. <laughs> to, fuck you, we're going goddamn nuclear on everyone. Epic suing Apple and Epic suing Google. What do you guys think of this clusterfuck? Dude, Epic had, I don't know, I think they had this all planned. Maybe this 100%. is some conspiracy Absolutely. theory or something, but nah. they had a plan to make this all happen, and now yep. they're in a position to pull it off. They had that little vi- that video with the um, the 1984 thing just Which waiting, so ready weird. to go. Like, yeah. So that 1984 thing worked a lot better back when it was Apple versus IBM because the world wasn't on fire. When yeah, you bring up 1984 and you invoke the whole battle against fascism in 2020, means different things. So yes. I don't think a video game should be pulling this one out of the fire. <laughs> Maybe As leave it, this these those comparisons to bigger issues we're having right now. Yeah, like um, just just to I know that I don't want to get too political here, but I mean in in a year where people are literally being pulled off of the streets into unmarked, mm. unregistered cars by unmarked, unregistered police officers. I don't think this is a really fair comparison, I no, think. But yeah, it's like <laughs> Poor a, taste, a, game about, a game about building forts and flossing. Hmm. Yeah, no, nah, 1984. That's a good comparative. <laughs> it feels <sighs> gross, and I really didn't like the ending where they've tried to invoke their player base, which is quite young, to be part of this mega corporation battle royale, yeah. which I've used mm. as a same joke twice, with the hashtag. But it's pretty But accurate. there is a flip side to this where the benefits of this could really um, be good for indie developers. If Apple turned around and said, okay, fuck, this 30% cut we're doing, we can't do it anymore, this is a monopoly, they're either going to introduce third-party um, app stores on Apple devices, which I'm hoping happens, or they cut that 30% down. Both of those options are a boon to indie markets. A lot of people are just like, well, who plays Fortnite on their mobile? Millions of people do. Like, it's a massive, massive market. I'll also add on to that, not just indie developers, but companies as large as Microsoft. Mm, they haven't been able to release their xCloud streaming app on iOS devices uh, because of Apple's uh, restrictions. It's basically the exact same reason. Um, so ha- having something like xCloud available on my iPhone would be fantastic, but because of Apple's, I guess, draconian restrictions, their desire to retain like a walled garden approach and to take their slice of the pie of, of everything that is sold through their device, um, we all miss out. Like, I'm not a very tech-savvy person, but it was only recent that I sort of stepped out of that walled city that Apple set up with their phone and stuff like that. And I realized, oh shit, there was a lot of stuff I was missing out on. It is 
it is its definition a monopoly to set up. If I may, yeah. though. Um, whilst, yes, I agree they absolutely have a monopoly. However, on the flip side, it is also their own platform. So having saying that they have a monopoly on their own platform, I feel like, is a bit of a redundant statement. Quite, I mean, quite. yeah, I, I get what I get where they're coming from because it's a marketplace and that's what they're offering, and yet they're counteracting that by saying, "Oh yeah, it's marketplace, but on our terms." I guess yeah. monopolies are the right, anti-competitive though. Very anti-competitive. Yeah. However, with that in mind, I don't, th- I don't think um, Epic have a leg to stand on when it comes against. Google, because Google is very open with Android. Android is so easy to sideload apps on. I've got four different sideload apps on my on my phone right now, one of which is a YouTube replacement app, because YouTube turned to shit on mobile recently, and I didn't like it. So I got a different app. Look, Simon, it's called RedTube. Don't try and fancy it up. We know you've downloaded <laughs> the RedTube app on your phone, okay? It's fine. It's not, it's not YouTube Red. Oh, sorry. I was looking for uh, YouTube uh, no, Red. Whoops. I wasn't the right free thing. No. You were on RedTube <laughs> typing in goddamn Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Why would anyone use RedTube? RedTube's shit. They, anyway. I don't rank the porn <laughs> side. This is my different podcast. <laughs> we'll worry about this discussion Broke at a later mode. date, okay? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, sorry, story load. Sorry, continue. Story load, yeah. Oh, Um, God. So, anyway, going back to my actual point here, Jesse, now that you've finished derailing everything, the the thing is, (laughs) is that... (laughs) Sorry, at the start, this... this Pulling back the curtain here, when we were first writing up this um, whole story to cover, we're just like, okay, we won't get too in-depth with it because there's a little... there's numerous factors that we just don't have so the, the intellectual bandwidth to cover. Like, I don't know the whole legalities behind this. There are flow-on effects. There's a domino effect. This could affect multiple industries. I like how we've proven that by just talking about porn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have set the bar very low for ourselves, and we have lowered the bar yet again. <laughs> well, so good effort think. there. Good effort. Um, if it's lowering the bar, the app's not doing its job. taking a sip after that one yeah that's all right um but the thing is is like you were saying that uh it can help out indie developers which is great and that's what i hope comes of it but that's a coincidence that is not in epic's interest they don't give a shit but they can spin it in their pr and they can turn it into a oh no we're doing this for the indies you know oh we care about our indie developer friends you don't you're a mega corporation who just wants all the money fighting against another mega corporation who want all of the money. These are three companies where money isn't even a factor anymore. It's power. These companies have so much money that they don't know what to do with it anymore. It's, mm. it is just a nothing thing anymore. It is just a number. So them turning around to people will be, Hey, get involved with our fights. Like, yo, <laughs> We can't also, leave our house right now. <laughs> like yeah. I, ain't doing, also, I ain't doing shit about this. Cool. When the dust is settled, if this makes our, these platforms fairer for developers and stuff like that, cool. We do not want to have shit to do with their fight. This is mm. this is that scene from Godzilla where they're just like, let yeah. them fight. Just yeah. let them fight. Mm. Rule in the city. We don't care. Yeah, there's a chance that if it. we take their bait, that we will be the casualties in this war. Oh, so. 100%. And the thing is, I think regardless of how this turns out, we are going to be the casualties anyway. If Epic win, then 
well, their parent company, Tencent, and, you know, have way more influence over the Western market than they do currently. Um, if Google or Apple win, well, fuck, they've got an even bigger control of an already massive market that they already have a majority control over anyway. So I don't think there's much way that the everyday consumer can win from this. Well, I think the the sort of uprising of people who... Because there will be everyday consumers who get pissed off with this and who do hmm. kind of fall into the fight. I don't think we've really seen this spike yet. I was listening to a podcast. Um, it was kind of funny. Games Daily with uh, Gary Witter and um, Miller. What's Miller's first name? Greg. Greg Miller, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about this and they brought up a really, really good point where the next update for this game is coming in about two weeks. That's when the next season starts up that update will be the one that kills it for a lot of people because you can st- if you have fortnite on your iphone right now you can still play when that yeah. update comes out you would not in about two weeks time there's gonna be a bunch of people who i don't really give a shit about all this new stuff who go to load up and play with their mates and suddenly no you can't and that's when the penny drops for people and they're just like hold up they take to yeah. social media and there is a backlash so I think there's a massive second wave of news coming out in about two weeks' time around this. I think, Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. But also, I just want to point out, gen- generally speaking, I would not recommend buying Apple products anyway because they are so consumer-unfriendly in the way that they restrict you and they restrict your access to, you know, even basic settings. So I feel like this could be a huge wake-up call for Apple to then make their, their platform far more user-friendly. I imagine that, that they would have had cases like this, numerous cases like this, and they still haven't. Well, the thing is, yeah, they, they might have had numerous cases like this, but it hasn't come from, like, you know, from, from from another mega corporation. It's come from, you know, your everyday Bill Joe Jenkins. Your everyday Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill, Bill Joe Jenkins. Bill Joe Bill Jenkins, Jenkins, right? Bill Joe <laughs> I want to be friends with Billway Baggins. Well, I'm like the evil one. You know, it's like, over the ring. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like that 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to our main story. I mean, we kind of have two main stories. It's been a big fucking week. Um, Halo Infinite got delayed to push back to 2021 um, via a blog post from studio head Chris Lee. Quote, The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development changes, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development changes. Sorry, challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. End quote. Now, this this is a huge blow for Microsoft's launch window, which is all but confirmed for a November release yeah. date, mm-hmm. uh, sometime during November. Now, there are multiple facets to this. Let's first start off with its effect on Halo itself, and then we'll get into how it affects the launch and Microsoft going forward. How do you guys feel, feel about this? Like, I was, hey, I'd come around to Halo. I was pumped for this. This is kind of a bummer. I, I think it's, Short term, really frustrating, but long term, beneficial for the longevity of the franchise and also the fans' contentment 
with the with the franchise as well. I think it's the best option, as well as obviously the other things such as the benefit of the developers and the team, and you know all the hard work that goes into making a game like this. People will complain about this whole delay to the cat comes home, but the day after it drops in twenty twenty one, they will forget about that. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean. Mm-hmm. Hell, Ghost of Shima, multiple delays. Cyberpunk, multiple delays. Last of Us 2, multiple delays. The day after the game came out, people were talking about other stuff. They, they, oh, yeah. they, they don't give a shit about the delay. The delay is meaningless because a good, and, and pro- a good product has come out. Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing delayed. delayed. You know? it, it doesn't mean much to me as a fan of Halo. I just want to see the best game out. Um, Halo 5 came out in 2015. I can wait another few months for yeah, the next one. It's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's been a really yeah, long while. So now, it's no skin off my back. We had the Halo Infinite gameplay trailer drop a few weeks ago, and there was a very negative response to it. A lot of people said it looked too basic. Um, I'm sure if you were in the gaming sphere on social media, you would have seen that. What were the grunts? The grunts, why not? Um, that yeah. the grunts face. They named him something. I can't remember what it was. Brute. But it was Craig, I think. Craig, Craig the Brute. Um, people weren't happy with it, saying that Halo 5 looked a lot more intricate in its detail. It had more um, embellishments in, in its environments. Do you guys worry a little bit that this is a lot in, rea- in reaction to that? And it's, they're going to tweak the game to look a bit more to what the fans want? Hmm. That worries the shit out of me. I am a little bit concerned that they are going to sort of give in to some of the criticism. Some of the criticism is Mm. warranted. Some of it is justified. There was a Digital Foundry video that came out um, shortly after that gameplay um, footage was released, which basically focused in on the lighting in Halo, the Halo Infinite trailer. That was the weak point, and it's something that needed to be fixed. So hopefully that will give devs time to fix those elements, but there isn't a problem with the art style. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, that's what I really like. I like how Digital Foundry actually got to the point of, hey, this is something fundamental that needs to be fixed here, and this will take work to fix. Not, oh, there was a slight pop in there, which can be fixed. That was that was that glitched in and out. That can be fixed. Like mm. that's that's nothing. This this is early early yeah. doors for the trailer. Um, exactly right. Yeah, the lighting. It's a fair call. Um, I would definitely watch that video. Well, that is something that. Um I think was included in a different statement where they mentioned that the team are going to be focusing on bringing the game up to par for some expectations for a next-gen console. Um, because they w- there was mention of the fact that they didn't have ray tracing in the demo and the release that they were going to give out, but they wanted to add it in later on for the Series X in an update. So, in theory, with any luck, if they're able to, hopefully they can add ray tracing in to just be, bam, in the box, ready to go That'd on cool. the day that it drops. Great idea. And I think, I think that would that would fix quite a few of those lighting issues as well with proper ray tracing. That would look gorgeous, and I would be so here for it. Yes. I mentioned it last time when we broke down the trailer. I kind of I, I'm I'm pumped for the game. I I've never been a Halo fan, never been into it. This just looks fun. Um, and even since then, I've watched the trailer a few more times. I've watched a few more breakdowns of the trailer. Like I'm in. Like I'm all in for this game. <laughs> but I just really don't want them to react to 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 just bad yeah. fans. 
Yeah, don't I give feel them like to the Xbox put themselves in a bad yeah. place by saying, hey, we have the most powerful console on the planet. Okay, cool. It's going to have ray tracing, it's have this, it's going to have that. Cool. This is our big showcase game, Halo. Cool. Does it have all those things? No. Yeah. Not now that is not because the game is bad. It's it's going for something different. Yes. A game launching on next gen doesn't have to have ray tracing. First up. Down the track, yeah, you'd expect it. But for a launch game, I, it's not gonna kill me if it doesn't. No. It doesn't need to utilize everything. I want to add on to that point. I just don't think it needs to have it, period, if the game doesn't need it. Yeah, exactly. If a game yeah. doesn't this is like with a PS3 with a six axis. There's a bunch of games that forced it in, and it was it was stupid. We get to mention Lair again. I'm very happy mm-hmm. about that. But, but it was something that was for, a lot of games forced into it, and a lot of games were built around that. Games like Lair, Warhawk were built around the six axis and to their detriment. So don't harm your game, in this case of Halo, by forcing in ray tracing when it doesn't need it, when the art style won't really get any out of it. And when you're putting extra work on people to get it done, you feel least it kind of as is. Like, it's a simplistic art style, so dive into that. It's just unfortunate put in the forefront. This is why I really wish the timescale was a little bit different and um, Senua's Sacrifice was the big launch title, the big first-party launch title, because mm. that would show off the power of this box. This is how the you know your SSD is running, your fucking your ray tracing. That game would look beautiful, but of course that that's still a fair way off. Well, this massive box, this really powerful box, and now you have like this. The, the thing that's really going to harm it. What are you playing at launch when it comes out? That's that's the thing I was actually going to mention. Is this now leaves the Xbox Series X without a killer app at launch? It's got a killer service. In Game Pass, a killer service that you could play today. You could play exactly. on PC. You could play, you on, can play on PC. Yeah, that exactly. isn't a console stuff. So you do not need to purchase an Xbox Series X on launch day. I don't think. And I if think- you want to, absolutely go ahead and do it. Like, do not let my minor, minor, minor criticism here prevent you from getting the console that you want to get. But also, I just want to point out that a poor launch window doesn't mean much of anything. God no. Nope. Like, because the PS4 had a really shit launch. Had a pretty garbage one. The best game was Resogun. Don't at me. No, I 100% <laughs> no, agree with fair. you. That is, I've never <laughs> agreed with something, somebody more. Resogun is a near perfect game. Holy shit, I'm going to play Resogun later on. I'm not, but I'm going to say that because I want to, but I just have the energy. Um, Simon, you have a good point. It's, it's been the same for console launches like throughout the last, you know, couple decades. They've mm. been relatively weak. Uh, launch there titles. Ha- there's not been a good games have not. Uh, sorry, consoles have not had a good launch lineup of games in recent I think, memory. I think the strongest r- recent launch was the Switch because it came with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. And if you weren't a Zelda fan, then there wasn't there was nothing. Point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like, if you're a Zelda fan, you know, it's yeah, hundred percent. Like that's that's the game that made me buy it day one. Yeah, the last <laughs> for me personally, the last good launch was um. PS3. So I had Fair. Motorstorm and uh, Resistance Fall with me, and great game. But then again, that fucking thing cost me $1,000, so let's not even get into that. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> the console, though. But-, but Sony would be wiping the sweat of their forehead over this because they have one really good game. They have one 
kind of console seller, which is Miles Morales. But there's yeah. still that whole thing of like, well, it's just a DLC pack. It's only going to go for five hours. Thanks, guys who haven't played the game yet. Wouldn't actually know that. Awesome. Great yeah. input. Because if that gets delayed, you know what the console seller game is going to be? Bug Snacks. I'm pretty cool with that. Oh my I'm God, quite fun. happy with that. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Bugsnax, people excited for it. Imagine they had fucking, imagine they delay that. It's like, oh, sorry, we're going to launch, push us back to 2021 to add in ray tracing. <laughs> Fuck off so, with that. Yeah. No. I'm, I, 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 like, I want to go back to the, the Xbox and the Halo thing. Right. So for them to have to make that decision to say we are delaying Halo Infinite until 2021, that means that they have to have a plan then in place for the launch of this new console. Mm. What do you guys think that that could be? Six months free Game Pass. Ooh, you that's do, they do that to it, and that's a fucking that's a baller move because that's a so very good call. If they don't, they, they don't have a game. They cannot just make a game between now and then, um, and there's nothing they can rush. They won't rush anything. This is how it is. They're not going to have a kill app. Now you're getting a lot of people who are on the fence. A lot of people are bolt on with their um their console of choice. Mm. But you're going to have a lot of people who are new to the gaming industry because gaming has blown up this gen. You're going to have a lot of people who are going to make a new decision here. When you just look at games, you pick PlayStation. Because again, not many people will worry about power. Cost will play a big uh, part of this, but we don't know what the cost is. We still don't Don't know. Still don't know, which is crazy. It needs to be be soon. We've got Um, like two and a half months left. It's crazy. I'm pretty sure the last gen, the last gen, the games came, the consoles came out in November, and we knew in June for memory. So this is weird. Then again, 2020, bit of an odd year. Mm. Um, you can have people who are going to make making this, this decision, and purely based on launch titles, you put, you get a PS5 every single time. That's why they really need to push the Game Pass. Now I know. Five years from now, we're not going to really be talking about the Xbox console. We're going to be talking about the Game Pass system. But it's still within that transitional period. I think they want to become more of the service, which is cool. But at the moment, they've still, they've still said, we're the most powerful console on the planet. So they are putting a lot of effort and there's a lot of stock in that box. They still need to sell. So I think they kind of need to use their future tool, which is Game Pass. And they use it really effectively. Six months Game Pass locks people into the system. And then when that six months comes around and they have to pay 15 bucks a month, they're that locked into the ecosystem. They're just like, fine, fuck it. 15 bucks. Here you go. Good deal. Yeah. You know, the other thing on top of that as well, they've got all this extra, this time here. They're upgrading a whole bunch of games to be compatible with the Series X. So just make sure as many as possible games that are available on Game Pass day one on the Series X also have a Series X mode, like an upgrade, like Ori is 120 frames per second. Maybe you'll get uh, increased resolution or something like that on Cyberpunk. Who knows? Could be anything. If they um, get that, if they really like nail that aspect as well and say like, here's a reason for you to play these games that are available on our service on our new console, that's something. There is a flip side to this though. It's sort of a double double edged thermal blade. This one, <laughs> where in saying, "Hey, you can play uh, like Game Pass." The whole thing with Game Pass is you can play on PC, you play on your phone, you play on the Xbox. There's probably somebody else you can play it, but I don't know. I don't want to know. Play it on your fridge. I don't know. <laughs> no, why we would had I, as, a, as, a, as an everyday consumer, why am I buying your seven eight hundred dollar box when I can play it on my phone or my PC? 
Now, a lot of people will say that and then do that, which will drop the console sales. Cons- Sony is already quite in front with just market appeal right now. That extra hit Xbox taking really fucking hurts. They still are putting a lot of effort into this, into the box, into the console itself. They can't just let it die because Game Pass will live. I think it's still going to come down to price. I think for the first six months of sales, whichever one sells more is largely going to come to price point. Because if the PS4 is close to $1,000, just hypothetically, and the Xbox Series X is, say, 650 that's a fucking good price. Mm. I'm going to grab that. Because why not? Even if it doesn't have that killer app, again, it's still got Game Pass. And let's say it does come with that six-month three Game Pass. That's amazing. Oh, I can play all of these games that I've been looking at for ages and just for basically nothing because I picked up the cheaper console. Let's maximize on that. Whereas, Game Pass you know, is such a game changer. Like, if you get them into that ecosystem, they're stuck there. Like, I only got into it a few years ago because it was a dollar. And since then, I've played a bunch of Xbox games I never would have even looked at. But mm. I'm like, hey, they're there now, and now they, these are appealing to me now. Yeah, but, you know, like, it's a, it's a great way of... I know, I know it's a bit of a tired uh, comparison, but, you know, Netflix for games, in the sense that, like, oh, yeah, I've watched plenty of Netflix series I wouldn't have even bothered looking at had it not been for the fact that it was right there and, like, yeah. sure, why not? I've got two hours to kill. I'll watch a couple of episodes or whatever the fuck this is. I watched Dread yesterday. Any good? Oh, so good. Holy shit. Carl Urban, friend of the show. Carl Urban, <laughs> if you're listening, you're welcome Welcome on any episode. Oh, watch cute. Dread. Dread's great. Fuck but yeah, like, Dread. <laughs> but the thing is, like, with a, with a Netflix series, if it's really good, everyone talks about it. Your witches, your umbrella academies. You know, people chat about that sort of stuff constantly. So if Xbox can employ a similar pattern, like a similar, a, not not pattern, not, not the word I'm thinking of, strategy is the word I'm thinking of. If they can employ a similar strategy and get people going, oh yeah, sure, I'll pick up an Xbox. It's relatively cheap. Cool. Oh, cool. Game Pass. Sweet. Oh, oh yeah, I heard the Snowman Skies game pretty, pretty good now. Let's Let's play that. And, oh, what's this new release? Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, this is really cool. Be- hey, Gary, have you checked out this brand new game that's on Game Pass? And it's like, Done. what? Gary Newman? How did I get your number? <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Gary Newman? Oh, fuck. Sorry, buddy. Wrong number. Boop. He can't call you. He's, he's uh, driving his car. Um, fuck it up. But I think that... I, I agree with what you're saying, but it'd be very interesting because you also have to consider the other end of the market where you have PlayStation launching these first-party games. And Sony mm. has shown that you can dominate, absolutely dominate a year with good first-party games. We've seen it this year with Grace of Tsushima, uh, Last of Us Part Two. There was something else, I'm sure. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake, great. They can show that you can completely dominate the gaming news cycle. It's kind of like using that Netflix analogy People will talk about watching shows they've watched a thousand times on Netflix. Go watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Don't have time. Um, you, wouldn't, you need to make time. Too, it's just too busy. I've been watching 
we, we're starting to get into <laughs> fan critical territory. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I'm going to get watch... a really angry call from my brother in a minute. Like, Although, stop it. Watch Dread. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like um, talking about movies that have been out for a long time. These, these are the games that have been out for ages on Game Pass that you finally get to play on the Xbox One X. Whereas PlayStation will be launching those massive movies every now and then. Mm. And that's what has like the zeitgeist at the moment. It, it's a fascinating spot. And I mean, going also back to, to the delay, they mentioned COVID. How the fuck are we getting true new consoles this year? I, I saw an article recently. It was a, like a sort of a business breakdown of the economics behind it all. These are, this is, you couldn't imagine a worse year to release a console, let alone two, let alone games. Mm. So yeah. do, do consumers almost write this year off? And then the build-up only restarts when this hopefully all starts going back to quote-unquote normal. And hey, this could all be back to, to kind of pre-2020 times. Say March next year, for example. I'm going to guess that Halo comes out Q1 next year. It comes out, comes out around March. If this all clears up and people only start looking at consoles then, because I imagine... Yeah, your average gamer is going to buy these consoles November. Cool. But your families, which is a, you know, a massive part of the market, the people who wouldn't consider them quote-unquote gamers, they're buying it for kids, they're buying something to do, will they only do it maybe when they're more financially stable? Because these aren't going to be, oh, yeah. these aren't, these aren't going to be cheap, these boxes. Mm. So maybe they wait. So maybe this almost isn't a delay. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be fascinating. It, again... Like these ga- consoles are coming out November. Pretty brave to say there'll be a November, to be honest. Um, who knows what will happen between now and then? This the whole landscape of gaming could change. Mm. Let's just uh, let's not jinx it. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I do know is going to happen definitely 100%. You heard it here first, confirmed. A copy of Dread on Blu ray is going to be included with every Series X console sold. <laughs> Signed by Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer is, you- is, is sitting in his bunker, in his Xbox bunker, an X bunker, if you will, wearing full dread cosplay with no socks on. And if you buy a PS5, you get the complete the Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, fuck Blu-ray. It, I'm gonna buy oh damn it. I'm, now I'm buying a PS5. <laughs> God damn it. You've ruined the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like you up. didn't earlier talking about pornography, Jesse. Look, it's bad year. You got to wank. <laughs> that wasn't even witty. Jeez, no, that wasn't witty. That wasn't. Doesn't have to be. It's advice, okay? I'm like an it's, ent. It's a good stress relief. All right, we'll put it that way. I'm a wise old ent, and you two are my hobbits. Climb aboard. We'll go and eyes and guard. Nah. I'm going to tell you about porn apps on the way. Nope. Keelan, why do we continue to put up with this? <laughs> fun fact. Nope. Fun fact. I was to another podcast because I love, as you guys know, on this podcast, I love to talk about other podcasts. So listen to the comedy button and they mentioned that there's been a big spike on porn sites for the search term COVID. <laughs> and that blows my mind. <laughs> like, why? People, people are weird. People, people are, are weird. really weird. Mm-hmm. Gotta do what you gotta do. Now, if you want to hear what we do, 
We are on Spotify and iTunes. You can listen to all of our other episodes. Subscribe and leave us a review. While you're there, make sure to check out Fan Critical Podcasts on all those same services. And especially the new show where they'll be talking about Lovecraft Country, which I'm hearing immensely good things about. Mm-hmm. If you want to read about our bullshit and you want to find out, hey, Jesse, you love Control. Why are you angry about Control this week? StoryMoreGaming.com. You can read all of our reviews, news, and things you can use. If you want to contact us, we're at Story Mode Video Gaming, sorry, Story Mode Video Game Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Story Mode Gaming Oz and Twitter at Story Mode Pod. We're also on Patreon to search for Fan Critical. Throw a couple of bucks our way, you'll get access to extra shows and access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Yo! That's the smoothest ever got through the outro. Yeah, well for done. a real pro. Nice. So, Keelan, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. Simon, cheers. Thank you. Everyone at home, uh, stay safe. Watch Dread. What else are you going to do with an hour and a half? Watch Carl Urban kick ass. <laughs> I can see on Simon, Simon's face, he's like, don't mention Avatar. Don't mention Avatar. I'm everyone trying home, not to. Everyone at home, you should watch Avatar. The one about the blue Thank cat you. people. Okay? That's the Avatar you should watch. That's the superior Avatar. I mean, you're wrong, but that's okay. Mm, well, yeah, like everyone knows you're wrong, Jesse. Yeah, everyone Keelan, knows you're wrong. Edit Simon out and edit yourself out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Right, it was the highest grossing movie of all time. Name two characters. Um, Sully? Sullivan? Su- Sully is something. <laughs> and, um, the, the, the panther. Blue, blue panther. <laughs> How about the dragon and they have sex with their dreadlocks? <laughs> And the big Wi-Fi tree? And the robot at the end that has a knife? Why? What? It's like, hey guys, I have this big robot loader. What does it need? Guns, laser beams, shielding. Nah, just give me a big knife. What? Great film. One of the best things to happen ever. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. Go play some games. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 What does that look like to you, Jarvis? Ah, there is some top quality loot over there. Go grab it.